This podcast contains language that is not appropriate for children, including jizz muncher, cockwomble, disco splash, and cunt bubble. Um, thank you to Sean Sellers, our interviewee, for making me say these things. I mean, well, he didn't really make me. I kind of asked for it, but... I mean, you have, you have body autonomy. You can... I, I do, I do. And I... I just I asked for suggestions for his favorite swear words, and I approve of all of these. I don't think disco splash is a swear word, though. Well, I, I'm gonna. I, I, I took it. It was, it, was, it, was, it was some. It was something to kind of like mellow out between cockwomble and cunt bubble. Let's see. So. It- yeah, and not to get to not to get mild. nitpicky. Yeah, I, I I feel like you need to escalate it, and then you like you can have a little valley in the middle, and then like you want to close on cunt bubble. But yeah, I mean, what I, is, I, I what, found is a what is splashing in the disco splash? I don't I don't know. Like he just he just said it. I didn't ask for a definition, but I will tomorrow. Like, I will it, make sure I ask Sean for a definition. Is it the disco that. ball, or is it like are I mean, or are we in a hot tub? And I think it's, or like, I mean, is it just really like spunk? Is that what we're talking about here? I don't know. That would be, I mean, I guess, I guess in the, in the, the theme that he went with there, those are, those are all, I mean, three, three out of the four would, would reference, you know, male sexual uh, fluids. So it's possible, or he could have gone the gender equality route and intended for Disco Splash to refer to a female body part. Uh, oh, I, don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But see, this is this is you. this is real skepticism right here. This is how you be a skeptic. Tonight's episode of the Science Enthusiast Podcast is brought to you by the Electoral College. The Electoral College was created because the founders of our country feared a demagogue could manipulate public opinion in order to win votes. So here on the Science Enthusiast Podcast, we would like to personally thank the Electoral College for being complete douche canoes and fucking up the one job that they had. Hello, and thank you for listening to the Science Enthusiast Podcast. My name is Dan, and as always, I am joined by my amazing friend, Natalie. Thank you, Dan, for reading what I wrote. Thank was, you. And we're, I, yeah, this is I, the spirit I, of the I, holidays. I, this is the holidays, Dan. And so I need feedback. Nice. I need, yeah, I need feedback from our listeners. If, it, did it sound like that was in all caps and bold when I said it? Like, because, I don't know what bold sounds like. Because that was, that was in all caps and bold in the Google Doc. So, so thank you. Th- I mean, thankfully, we yeah, and, and I appreciate that you didn't make it like in larger fonts no, than, no, than no. the others, or else it would have been like I don't I don't know how to like I, I just louder. No, no, I ke- I kept it tame, but but it was like I I wanted I wanted there to be spirit and merriment to it because because like this is our this is our um, episode like before before Christmas, so I thought let's be let's be merry. Though I guess we're no we're secular. I don't know. I fuck it. I like Christmas. Well. So. I, I mean, you can like, yeah, you can like, you can like that stuff. I guess. I mean, it does, Christmas as we celebrate it doesn't have much to do with Jesus, uh, either commercially or also with the fact that he was more likely born, you know, in wow. mid June. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, yeah. And then, and then Christians want to appropriate pagan culture and tradition, and whatever. So, yeah, yeah. So, um, like I usually do, I usually do a God of the week, but, um, 
I'm not really doing that this week because I was thinking like, do I go baby Jesus? Do I go like St. Nicholas, Santa Claus? Because they're just as real as each other. Um, really though, I guess, I guess almost like St. Nicholas might've been more real than Jesus. But anyways, um, I'm this weekend. Okay. I did bad movie night with some friends and we watched a movie called Saving Christmas starring Kirk Cameron and made by like him and his just merry band of Christian filmmakers. And so what I'm hearing you say is that there was high production quality. Everything was just like phenomenal. The acting was great. Oh, the acting was fucking fantastic. (laughs) Um, Everything about it. Like I was just watching it. We were all sitting there in, in utter amazement at how shit it was, but also that like they were making these bizarre connections like of like God and Santa and, God creating Christmas trees. And I mean, here, so here's what I'm going to do, listeners. Um, I am asking you to go watch Saving Christmas starring Kirk Cameron. You're going to just, you're going to laugh, I promise, or else you can write me an angry email. Watch this film. It's fucking hilarious. And then our friends from the League of Nerds podcast they are doing their Christmas special about this like cinematic train wreck. So you should listen to their upcoming show about this movie and like Merry Christmas from us, because this is a gift that I'm giving you is this recommendation to watch this awful Christian Christmas movie. And then um, listen to Miles and Buck and James um, talk about it. I'm excited to listen to them talk about it because this movie is terrible. And yeah, no, no God of the week, really. Jesus, Santa Claus, whatever. Um, that's all I've got. So Jesus, Jesus is, is God or I, I, God uh, of I don't know, of anybody, all weeks. I don't know anybody understands yeah. that. So, but we, we've never done, you know, the, the, the one true God, I guess. No. Have we? No. We haven't. Um, well, I mean like what, what are we, but what, what are we afraid of? God is, I don't know. I don't know, being smited. <laughs> smited. I was about to say smited. Is that the smited? word? Smited? I smoked? Smitten. 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 <laughs> doesn't be... sound right. I don't no, think that's right. I'm... No, because I think we'd be smitten with God, not smitten by God. <laughs> but but either way, it's not happening in my smote. lifetime. So. I'm, yeah, I don't want to be smoked by by an angry, vengeful Old Testament God. But, um, but yeah, so, so I've got, I've got nothing really for God of the Week, but, but watch a bad movie because it's fun and, um, you're welcome. And before we get into our interview tonight, I just wanted to give a quick note that I had some technical difficulties with it. So I drop out pretty early on in the interview. So, it's just Natalie and Sean carrying the weight, as Natalie always does. But we will I will be back with Natalie after the interview to do our reason we love the internet this week. Hello. Um, I mean, you know, this hipster thing, I think it's got a little bit out of control. Well, you're you're like an urban legend now. Your hipster (laughs) is is a thing of legend. Like, I I mean, I imagine you are always wearing 
some sort of pl- like plaid flannel. You know what? I am actually wearing. Are, a are you? I, I am too. I have I have plaid flannel on. I guess in your honor, or just because I own multiple plaid flannel shirts. Mm, well, yeah, that that also. May- I think it's just in uh, in relative to dentists because most dentists are fairly. Um, you know, straight non-bearded, don't drink out of jam jars. I think it's just, uh, it's just a relative thing more than anything else. Yeah. And and it's just, it's become, it's just become part of your identity. Just the, the bearded douche canoe, hipster Uh, dentist. Yeah. I mean, it's it's all the, all those things. So, um, yeah. Thank, thank you for for entertaining (laughs) us with your presence uh, this afternoon and evening for you. Um, so, all right, let's, let's get started with something I just, I like to know from everybody. Like what, Mm -hmm. what's your, what's your skeptic origin story? Like what, what has brought you to this weird little world that we all inhabit? Um, that's, that's a good question. I was, um, about six years ago, I was just switching jobs and I had a, a, a few weeks off, um, and I'd been recommended to read a book called Bad Science by Ben Goldacre, um, which at the time was it just come out. It was brand new and it was eye-opening about this whole world of weird stuff that you used to see quite a lot on on the TV over here. Um, there's a, a nutritionist called Gillian McKeith. Um, who essentially, you know, looked at people's tongues to tell them how ill they were and rattled through their poop to to work out what was wrong with them and that kind of thing. And he had a whole section on her and he had a whole section on homeopathy. And it was kind of the, the first time that I, I'd actually had that kind of thing uh, introduced to me. I mean, beforehand, you sort of, you, you think you've got this relatively rational way of looking at things, but then actually you find that maybe you weren't quite as rational as you think, and you find there are other people out there with the same kind of thoughts. Um, and from that, he, he was quite good in his book, that he at the back of the book he had a, a, one or two appendices of really good links and things to watch and things to listen to and things to read. Um, then I discovered... Um, I think you've talked to Marsh in the past, haven't you? Yeah. Michael yeah. Marsh. Yeah. Discovered Skeptics with a K. Um, discovered um, a podcast that's stopped a few years ago called The Pod Delusion. Um, oh, that, and then... that's, a good, that's a really good name, actually. <laughs> yeah, I, no, it was, it was um, the British Humanist Association's podcast, um, which was an excellent. It was, it was just little snippets of bits here and there. Um, and that went on for a few years. And um, eventually we me and my now wife started up uh, the Lincoln Skeptics in the Perv and done various things and started going to QED Con, um, which is excellent. And I ended up speaking there this year, which is a bit weird. Um, and it yeah, just flew water from there. Packed, to a packed room, you spoke to like, <laughs> I mean, busting at the seams because people wanted to know about dentistry. Uh, which I find exceptionally strange because I think it's, it's the same with everyone with, with the job that that you do personally, whatever your job is, you find it intensely boring or um, really standard. But you talk to someone else about it, and it's a whole new world. They, you know, people don't know what we do generally. Yeah. Well, so we'll, when you want, 
and we'll talk about it later but like yeah, yeah but, sure. but like everything and also that kind of ties into everything being interesting doesn't it like, yes that's that's one of my little philosophies yeah that, you know, that when you I, get down I, to the minutiae of everything yeah it's 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 really interesting and so um, like yeah. you were able to bring your like your work in dentistry into the the skepticism mm. and so mm. like and see, and I, I guess I never knew until, you know, we, uh, Dan and I actually both went to um, the Nexus conference um, in yeah. May mm-hmm. um, in New York. And we saw uh, Grant Ritchie, who is a mutual friend yes. of ours, um, yep, do yep. a talk about, you know, about dental woo. And I guess I never realized that it was really a thing, like that there's well, some weird shit in dentistry. And yeah, and you know, the, the the weird thing is that I never knew either, and I think a lot of dentists don't know, um, because we just get on and do our job, and we've got our research papers that we've been taught from, and all this kind of thing. But then there's there's some people out there doing some strange stuff, um, and without really being questioned, um, and I th- some of it's fairly minor, but some of it's quite serious, um, and. They, they, at the moment, some people are getting away with with quite serious things that they probably shouldn't be doing. So okay, so then, so right now, like going on that, mm. what are like what are some of the crazier things that you're hearing about that people are actually like doing or procedures that dentists uh, are performing? Yes. So the <laughs> the craziest one that um, I can probably get away with talking to you about on the podcast. Um, there, was, uh, there was a guy who got suspended uh, recently um, because he was making claims that, and he had, he had a, a terrible sort of GeoCities-type website. With, uh, well, well, I mean, that, have, he didn't get suspended comic, for that. I mean, he should, he, should, yeah, he should probably have been suspended for that for the start. Yeah, but on, so on, on the side of his website, he had this scroll bar um, of video links to YouTube um, where uh, he had patient testimonials. Um, and these testimonials were uh, along the lines of, oh, I had my uh, silver amalgam fillings removed and my cancer is now gone. Um, and the, the he had just pages and pages of these testimonials. Where so like he, like YouTube testimonials. Yeah, yeah. Because when um, I when I choose a doctor or dentist, I want them to have YouTube testimonials on there. You know, you know, you'd be surprised GSP. how the the strength of a testimonial um, is huge. We because it's it's all emotion based. Yeah. Well, I shouldn't yeah. say it's all emotion based, but it's that's the primary. It's driving force behind it. Yeah, it's very hard to argue with with that kind of thing, yeah. um, and we are encouraged to gather patient testimonials for good reason, you know, because yeah. um, you will talk about your experiences, um, and if I don't know what it's like over with you, but there tends to be um, in certain areas quite a large amount of choice of where you go to to have your medicine or your dentistry done. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it's just a case of asking a friend, a neighbor, a family member, oh, who do you recommend? Yeah. Oh, and oh yeah, that's that's huge. It's like the wor- word of mouth is... Word of mouth is... Yeah, is I, was, I was trying to yeah. avoid that pun. Yeah, but... well, I, 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 like, I went there. I mean, I, like, yeah, I, I had to. I had to. Sorry. But, but, but word of mouth is our, is our best business. So if yeah. you're... 
if you're advertising your business on the on the fact that oh but I had this done and my cancer's gone, yeah. um, or I had this done and my Alzheimer's disease is significantly better, or I had this done and I no longer have you know, condition Y, then you're going to find a certain amount of people that that are quite vulnerable, potentially quite ill, that will seek that person out rather than the care they should be getting. Right, because that, that's the issue because it, it provides this sense of like false hope mm. um, to people. And I mean, people who are in a position where they're, you know, physically, emotionally vulnerable, like mm. Mm. They, they, want, they want the person that can at least, you know, almost guarantee that something good's going to happen. And, and it, to take advantage of that in any sense is, you know, that's kind of fucked up. It's it's not an ideal situation to be in, is it? I yeah. mean, yeah, it's so. So in that case, somebody who's kind of putting forth that kind of information, like what happens there? Um, in this case, um, this particular dentist um, was reported to the GDC. There are regulatory body. Um, unfortunately, there wheels of working are exceptionally so slow so the average gdc case will take between one to two years to get through the process um so in that time usually the 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 dentist is usually practicing um uh, and then they have a a a week-long usually um Sort of, it's like a court hearing almost, but in front of a panel of GDC members, um, and you, know, you get the the for and against case, and, and they come up with some kind of conclusion. And in this case, he's been suspended for I think a year, and then what will happen at the end of that year? They'll look at what he's still doing, whether he's made any amends. Um, and then they'll decide whether to extend that suspension or I think they can erase him from the register, which is um, the technical term for being struck off. I don't know if you have that over there. I don't know what your regulatory systems are like. Um, oh, but okay. So, but that way at that point, like he wouldn't be able to see patients. Or he's he's currently not and... able to see patients, but okay. there is the potential in the future that, yeah, he absolutely could be. So he, so he could, you know, kind of come back and be like, all right, I, I'm not going to do this anymore. And, and they in kind yeah. of good faith would say like, okay, like go, go for it, go back to, to practicing. He could and... do that. Yeah. Um, the fact that his website is still up and he still has links to his YouTube page probably yeah. doesn't mm-hmm. say a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know. Still... I don't know. Yeah. It's, uh, still early days. Um, who knows? I mean, he's yeah. been practicing since I think I think he's been practicing since the seventies, so he's about to retire anyway. But you know, imagine how many people that he's been treating for the last forty years. Well, that's the thing, and there's and there's obviously people who like there's a market for this kind of whether it's you know like alt med doctors or chiropractors or whatever, or these kind of dentists who kind of promise something different. Like the words that came up a lot when I was doing some like Googling and stuff were mm. holistic and biological dentists. <laughs> yes. And like I think that's that with Grant, but it was but though like those terms are so strange to me because like I mean biological, first of all, like what what's the alternative? But 
it's 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 kind of one of those things where it's like if you have like in a in a, the name of a country, if you have more than one reference to freedom or yeah, unity yeah. or whatever, the, you're a communist country. The, like the, the, the Democratic Republic of Congo <laughs> probably is right. particularly yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. The the biological dentist I find really strange because nothing we do is biological. Particularly, I take bits of tooth out and I replace them with bits of not tooth. Or yeah. I take teeth out, or I put some stitches in people, or you know, I'm I'm fighting against your own biology. And the idea of holistic dentistry, well, it's a red flag if you're advertising yourself as a holistic dentist, definitely. But I would, I'd, I find it hard to see any dentist that couldn't describe themselves as acting holistically, because when I see a patient, I'll ask them about their general medical health i'll ask them about their social history i'll talk to them about um how they are how they are in themselves just to get to know them as much as anything else and we are treating patients holistically um or we should be but not in the sense of oh i'll give you a bit of an arnica as well after i've taken this tooth out because that's just bullshit isn't it yeah yeah so it's like they're they're putting out these words that are that i think get the attention of people who are looking for that like touchy-feely-ness but well it sounds nice it it does it it sounds it sounds good and i guess there's appeal for that but yeah i think the hope would be that anybody you know any doctor or dentist or whatever a real medical professional is is treating you know the the person and actually performing real um medical procedures and stuff but but yeah I guess the pseudoscience buzzwords kind of sell a little. Uh, very much so. And, and certain dentists will attract certain types of patients. And certain of any practitioner will attract certain type of patients. Um, so if you're setting yourself up as someone that has certain skills in those areas, you're going to attract the people that want to have that kind of treatment. Yeah. Um, and there'll always be people out there. Um, there'll always be that market. Right, the, right. There will always be the people. And so, like, I guess for you, do you ever have people come to your office looking for something that, like, you you will not offer them? Like some of the weirder stuff? Um, <laughs> I've got a few. I've got a couple of really interesting patients. I've got a patient who's an angel healer. Uh, I, I, which, which I think he's which, an angel who heals, she, or he heals uh, no, that's angels. It. I, I think I think she heals people with angels. I haven't oh. I haven't quite got into the in depth. That's um, special. Um, that's yeah, special. the last time I saw her, she she we we always sort of skirt around the the subject because I don't really yeah. want to get involved. We've only got a certain amount of time. Well, and of course she she's <laughs> going to bring it up too. Is the other thing. Yeah, and, and she's vacating on having her silver fillings removed. And then I said, oh, well, yeah, I can do that, and it'll cost you this much. And then she was not so keen on having her silver fillings removed. But the, the last time I saw her, she she was just leaving the surgery, and she said, oh, I've, I'm, I'm going to talk at a conference uh, this weekend. Oh, that's very interesting. What are you doing? Oh, well, we're talking about the soul. Oh, that's interesting. And she opened the door and as she was stepping out of the door and about to close the door behind her she said, well, yes, it's very interesting now they've proven that the soul exists and then just close the door. Like, <laughs> that's, like, that's, like, that's like Mike dropped <laughs> like the soul exists. Yeah. Bye, doctor. That's how, that's how you know she's wanting to have an honest conversation with you about it too is oh, no, well, here's I, that. I, right. I, I, I think she probably would actually. I think we could 
actually sit down and have a, an interesting conversation about it. Whether Ooh, it would be do like a do like a be reasonable style um, episode of the last two. Yeah, I, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I like be reasonable, but I had to stop yeah. listening because there was there were a few of them that were really. I don't know They're how he. Like I don't know how Marsh does it. It's just he has got the patience of a saint. It's just unbelievable. He's an angel. Well, I don't know. You've met Marsh, haven't you? He's no angel. Jeez. (laughs) You edit this, right? Yeah, we can just... We can leave whatever we want to say about Marsh and it will be left in. (laughs) So, so other, other things that we, that like would be ridiculous to do in life. Like, okay. Oil pulling. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about other weird tooth stuff. Like, because you actually brought some of the oil stuff to QED and had people do it. I absolutely did, and it was vile. It's <laughs> like it was disgusting watching that happen, and um, then have to like spit it out. So for for the for the people that are are unaware of what oil pulling is, it's um, theoretically an ancient uh, Ayurvedic technique um, to detoxify the whole body via your mouth apparently, um, which involves swishing one of various oils around your mouth for up to 20 minutes um, and then spitting it out, which like, is pretty That's, just, that's a pretty lot grim, of time to actually. have something in your mouth. Like. So, <laughs> any, anything, even if it tastes good. But, 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 I know that that's what she said. I know. I, I, I did not say a word. I censored myself. I mean, my parents so are I, so right I said upstairs, it. So, anyways, so I'm like, trying to. <laughs> we're all really mature adults here. No. Anyways, so you're you're swishing this stuff around in your mouth for like 20 minutes. It's that's gross. It's. I mean, originally, I think they um, sesame oil, men sesame oil, um, which I can't imagine how horrific that would be. But now, obviously, because coconut oil's very much in vogue um, and is a, a cure all. Um, I'm not I'm not even I'm sorry to interrupt here with uh, I literally just installed a dishwasher to stainless steel it's really nice and I'm like oh there's fingerprints on the front my mom goes like she doesn't pay attention really to anything that I do online she goes oh you can use coconut oil and get that out and I'm like oh my god probably probably yeah probably probably (laughs) probably because then it it could like grease it all up or something and it all the the whole lot yeah the whole lot of lovely shiny a bit fragrant nice um but i yeah i had to get uh, a couple of uh volunteers up at qed and the 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 coconut the specific product that i got um they say you can swish around between five and 20 minutes. So we, we set them off for five minutes and did a bit of a talk and then came back five minutes later. They were fine. So five minutes after that, they, they were done. They were both very, very done. Um, and they spat it out into the kidney bowls we provided. And yet nothing could have been worse, I don't think. I tried it a few days before QED and I've never ever had anything worse in my mouth it was absolutely vile um and doesn't do you any good which is more important i think so is it is it supposed to like make your teeth like clean or healthy or is it supposed to like remove toxins or something weird like that all of the above i think Uh, detox through the gums which you know that that (laughs) if someone wants to explain a mechanism for how that's supposed to happen i would gladly sit down and listen to you um yeah. but it's it no that 
doesn't happen. Um, and if you imagine a few thousand years ago, if you didn't really know what you were doing, swishing a bit of oil around would probably loosen a bit of debris. And actually, yeah, you could see how that may be better than nothing. But yeah. we know better than that now. We've done the research um, and we just know that it's not going to clean your teeth. It's certainly not going to make your teeth any whiter, which is what some of these people claim. Um and the, the, it is gross. It takes a long time. Who's got right, twenty I mean, minutes? Who's got twenty minutes of a morning to switch shit around? And I'm looking at the the doctor doctor acts, which we could do like a whole fucking episode on this asshole. Uh, but like I, on his, it, like it lists like the better. Oh, it's the best way to remove bacteria, promote healthy teeth and gums, and of course it has the. <laughs> He, his own words, this unbelievably effective procedure has been used for centuries to cure tooth decay, bad breath, heal bleeding gums, prevent heart disease? No. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, what? So, so there are, there are um, links between gum disease and heart disease. That's, that's a definite, but you're not going to stop them by swishing a bit of oil around your mouth for 20 minutes a day. That's just not going to happen. If people are like, what what should I do to make my to make sure that my teeth and gums and whatever are healthy? I mean, what you you brush your teeth, you go to the dentist, right? Yeah, like, pretty much brisk, bristly end of the toothbrush twice a day for two minutes. And um, then oh, so the whole there was like some controversy with flossing though, right? Like, is it is it necessary? Whatever. What what's is there an actual answer for that question? So I know you've talked to Grant about this before, haven't you? Um, well, you know. I'm trying to think when when we talked to Grant, it was before. The oh, was it really? Stuff. Yeah, it was. So we didn't so, cover that when we talked to him. So Grant's take is that flossing is good. Okay. My take is I don't tend to recommend flossing for most patients because it's actually quite hard to do correctly, um, okay. and there are easier better things to use than floss to clean in between your teeth. Um, oh, the, so what, what do you recommend? So, so um, we tend to recommend interdental brushes. Um, over here, the main brand is called TP. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, and they come in different. They, yeah, okay, <laughs> they come in different yeah, sizes. They come in different sizes uh, from small, from pink ones which are really tiny to black ones which are larger, um, and you put the right size in the gap, and it cleans everything out, and you do that twice a day, um, and brilliant, fine. The the problem is that the quality of research with regards to flossing is terrible. Um, and in fact, the, the quality of research in regards to anything dental is pretty poor. Um, and there are, there are lots of reasons behind that, largely due to the fact that it's not very sexy research. Who wants yeah. to go and do research on flossing? Also, it's quite hard to get ethical approval. Um, oh, is it? Well, yeah, if you're going to, say, follow people up for three years on their flossing to see what their periodontal health is like, actually asking a cohort not to do that for three years, which could expose them to dental problems yeah. or even periodontal problems, which could lead to potential systemic health problems you're not going to get particularly easily uh, ethics approval for that back in the 70s would have been easy dead easy no problem at all um, but nowadays we have to do things a little bit more strictly 
so actually getting good research out for that kind of thing is is difficult so so it it's it's still kind of a an unknown like thing. What, like... we we assume that it does good things but we yeah. are unlikely to get really good satisfactory evidence to say that it yeah. does and so okay so there so flossing i would take is kind of like a that's, that's kind of a mild like controversial thing like should you do it or should you not do it then it's like you see people going a little crazier about other things like fluoride <laughs> yes right like yeah. that which where does that like? I mean, there it's like there's conspiracy theories around like fluoride. Yeah, there's there's lots of. I mean, even in the the I had a an argument on Facebook today with someone, a dentist. I had an argument with another dentist on Facebook earlier cool. today because they have read a book from the 1930s by the father of holistic dentistry that says fluoride is bad for you. And oh. yeah, it's just unbelievable if you can't trust the dentist that you're you're going to. Which is weird. His person, he said to me, he said on on this um, thread that we were talking on, his personal belief is that fluoride is bad for you. Yet he still prescribes it to patients. He will still apply fluoride to their teeth. Hey, so as, so he's as like, per it, the NHS not... regulations. So it's not good. <laughs> it's, it's bad for him. But it's bad for him, but good enough for him to bill his patients for. And then he blocks me on Facebook, so I couldn't couldn't (laughs) point out this. I couldn't point out this ridiculous cognitive dissonance where actually, if you're doing that, you where I I, it just doesn't make any sense at all. I don't know where these people come from. That that the whole thing that he was saying is that fluoride can be toxic. Well. Yeah. Well, can't a lot of things be toxic <laughs> yeah. depending on the dose, right? And he's now he said something along the lines of it's very hard to find in nature, so therefore maybe Mother Nature doesn't want us to have it. Mother Nature. And oh. I, I was a bit lost a with person. that. She's a I, person. With, yeah. I I didn't really know where to start with that, and I talked to Grant about this actually, and yeah. he said, um, well, actually, if you if you look at seawater seawater's got about 0.7 parts per million fluoride and our recommended dose in fluoridated water is about one part per million so if you think that's near enough the same if it's not if it's hard to find in nature why is it in seawater there's quite a lot of seawater knocking around it's just ridiculous but you shouldn't drink seawater though well possibly not you shouldn't take fluoride checkmate (laughs) <laughs> Checkmate atheists, yeah, we're done. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> it's uh the the anti fluoride lobby um are that it's it tends to be the the uh chemophobic type people, the people that don't want um any chemicals in anything. Um I want chemical free food and I want chemical free life and I, I don't want to eat DNA in my food and, and so you pretty know pretty much just like I that, want chemical free, I'm just gonna die right now because Yeah, pretty much yeah yeah yeah. No, um, no understanding that, of anything. That naturalistic fallacy taken to a yeah. an extra level, that kind of thing. So yeah. um yeah it's it's it it's bad enough in the general public, but when you see it in your own um profession that makes it it's it's a bit sad the only i can see 
a mass medication argument for uh, against the fluoridation of water. That's the only real argument I can see. Um, apart from the fact that obviously, if you're um, having a lot of decay, if you're needing a lot of treatment, you're probably not drinking a lot of water. You're probably drinking a lot of Mountain Dew or Coke or whatever. So if we could actually just switch on to water anyway, that'd do you quite a lot of good, you know. So, okay. So, so that's, that's Florid. And see, it, it's surprising to me though, that people, even within your own like community of professionals, like have that kind of view about it. Like you never know where, where the, where those kind of ideas can seep, seep through. I th- a, a lot of it is, I think, because certainly in the UK, dentistry is a fairly uh, singular profession. We don't have a great network we don't talk a lot with each other Um, and we don't do a huge amount of continuing education um, after we qualify Um, we have to do over here um, 15 hours a year of what we call verifiable um, CPD which is where we actually have to sit and log our hours and get certificates for and we have to do a certain amount of what's called non-verifiable cpd which can be just reading journals and that kind of thing um but you don't have to at the moment go out and expand your knowledge in any great way if you don't want to you can just sit and i qualified in 2002 um and if i'd wanted to i could have just sat there with that knowledge that i learned in 2002 which was probably out of date then to be fair um, and so, just yeah, run so with it. So you're not necessarily going out and like having these big conversations and investigating like all the woo that could be seeping into you know your practice of dentistry. No, and people aren't necessarily having these conversations. And there's always there's the the age old problem of who are these trusted sources? Where do you get your information yeah. from? And if you've got um, this book that says oh. Uh, fluoride is bad for you and it seems to be written relatively well and that kind of thing um, and you take that on face value you can get yourself into quite a lot of uh, trouble really without even knowing it and yeah. you know you think you're doing the right thing when actually you're making a real hash of it well isn't that kind of like like the world right now uh, well... <laughs> sources and information and all of that and I want to segue into um, the last Tuesday project. Smooth. I like it. Well done. You like, you like that? <laughs> that is very I, good. That is, yeah, you've, like, you've done I'm, this I'm before, like, haven't you? I've, do, I've done this before. This is not my first first time at the what, rodeo or something because I'm American. <laughs> so I say that. <laughs> so so we're, we're going to talk about the last Tuesday project, which is the podcast that you do. Um, and oh, so... So in in the notes, I'm gonna I'm gonna call out on one of our mutual friends. Um, okay. In in our in the notes, because I shared um, my Google Doc with our our friend um, Alex, who uh, yeah, your yeah, podcast. Yeah, cool. mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. If, so if you actually look at the Google Doc, it says last Tuesday project, and in parentheses it says really fucking. Good. I, was that you or was that so, him? <laughs> that was his. <laughs> so so I mean I like I agree. But um, but yeah, we're we're gonna. We're, I'm just gonna call him out on on that one. <laughs> you're you're essentially our American sort of cheerleading squad for uh, the I last Tuesday project, and yeah, we are I mean, very I, I grateful we, for that. 
<laughs> I think what you guys are doing is really cool, and that's why I want I want you to just talk about what inspired you and your friends to put together this particular podcast. Well, we've we've had a, a few goes of it before, to be fair, that haven't been particularly successful. <laughs> um, so um, the people that are currently making up the Last Tuesday projects are myself, um, David, Alex. Uh, Haley and uh, the other one. Oh, what's her name? Hannah. 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 Yeah, Hannah. Yeah, oh, bless her. Hannah. <laughs> and um, myself, Alex, David, and and Haley have tried to do a podcast before, and it was just the worst. It was. Oh, it was trying to be a kind of a cross between the SGU and Skeptics with a K, but it was just shit. <laughs> we 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 didn't really have the time. We didn't. Um, have any idea of what we're doing and then Haley came up with this amazing idea of why don't we just pick a subject and do a bit of research on it for a brief period of time and see what comes out of it um, yeah. and I think it works quite well, I really like it and we've had quite a lot of, of really good feedback saying that you know not always agreeing with the conclusions we come up with because we we know nothing we i mean we quite honestly put our hands up and say we really don't know what we're talking about at all um as has been noticed a few times um especially we got a few things wrong in in the in the trump episode i think um well about... trump got a lot of things wrong in life so it's okay <laughs> <laughs> um, um but it's it's how we go about the process, um, and that's the most important thing. It's how to research your sources, um, and with the whole sort of fake news thing that's um, sort of picking up momentum recently, uh, and in our over here our post Brexit world that we're currently having to come to terms with, um, trying to work out what is a good source and what what's not such a good source is becoming more and more important. So for us, it's an important process to do. Um, and if we can sort of try and spread that idea of good critical thinking out there a bit more, then um, that's that's our bit. That's what we can do. It's the only thing we know how to do to to make things better. Well, yeah. And, and I mean, your your podcast kind of like came out of Brexit, right? Like you, you started, your first episode was... Probably not not too too long after. No, it, Brexit, we, we, right? all, we all had a bit of a Brexit meltdown. Yeah, um, <laughs> was, it, Brexit was so weird because in the a bit like it's it, the di direct parallels between what's happened in America recently and and yeah. Brexit because the you you talk to anyone about what Brexit is and no one knows no one knows what they voted for no one really understands what's going to happen everyone's quite uncertain um and the in the lead up to the vote the information that was being put out there wasn't just misleading it wasn't just wrong but it was so far the other way to the truth it was so twisted that you you don't even know where to start putting it right because you you could look at an article and you could see where the seed was where their original you know idea was but when how they got to the conclusion that they were saying you could have to you know you could 
for a 200-word article, you could write 3,000 words and still not get to the bottom of what, where it's gone wrong. Oh, yeah. And no one can do that. You can't do that. When you've got 20, 30, 40 bits of news coming out per day that are all not only factually incorrect, but absolutely twisted to be essentially meaningless, you cannot fight against that particularly well unless you have the skills to to really spot um, where people are going wrong. Well, and so, like, I feel like with both... Brexit and then what happened here in America it's like there's the issue of you know not knowing what the right news source is not knowing what's Mm. true what's not true and then there is also the idea of like these echo chambers that we live in right so because because I because I feel like and it's it's funny I um I remember having a conversation with uh with David shortly after Mm. Brexit talking about echo chambers and saying (laughs) And saying, okay, I really hope that America learns from Brexit in that we like we well, need it did. to like it really well, did. fucking hell, right? So I so I so I feel like I've just been in this weird place of like ha- like having had that conversation that we have to learn from this and we have to know that like all like all like even if we think Hillary is for sure gonna win, everyone needs to vote because even though our echo chamber says it's it's a certain thing, it it doesn't matter, whatever. And then look what happened. Yeah, uh, it's well, it's interesting that the the echo chamber thing is quite in, interesting in that. So we had the general election a few years ago, and everyone I you know you go on Twitter, you go on Facebook, and everyone you know is saying, oh yeah, this the the left party, the party of the left, are going to win. Yeah. And then the general election comes, and oh shit, you know that hasn't happened. So the next election rolls around, and then you you're on the same Twitter and you're on the same Facebook, and all the same friends are going, oh yeah, you know it's exactly the same. And yeah, Tories come in, um, you're like what the fuck's happened? You know, or everyone I know has said that this is going to happen, and then it suddenly clicks. Oh, actually, maybe I'm only listening to the people that I get on with. Yeah. There was this there's a there's a group in Britain called Britain First who are very right wing. They claim to be Christian. That is you know, by the by really. Um but there was a a thing that went around on Facebook um maybe a year ago. You know, you click on this link to find your friends that like Britain first then unfollow them or unfriend them. And yes, actually, yeah. I, I really don't agree with that because... I don't no, because you're just amplifying that echo chamber. You're, yeah. you know, the only way that you're going to get a view of what's actually happening out there is by getting more than your, say, left-wing view or, or whatever because we were all convinced everyone I knew <laughs> when we were sat watching the general election results come in or the Brexit results come in. Oh yeah, it's going to be easy this way. This is, this is going to happen. And then you are so shocked by what you think is a shock swing to the right when actually it's been there all the time. Yeah. And, and, and obviously it's like, even though intellectually, I, I knew obviously that it was, that it was possible. I mean, anything's possible that like Donald Trump could have won whatever, but I, as as the time came closer to election night and I had cast my vote early already, like 
I was, I think I was feeling very confident and very comfortable in my echo chamber. Yeah. That, yeah. And, and coming and out, it's, getting it's, out it's of that comfort zone is really important. Yeah. Mm. And, and then I think it's this kind of thing, like the shock after something like that happens, mm. it does, it does make you realize, oh, I like, even if sometimes it's a little bit uncomfortable, like maybe step outside and just look and have a better picture of what's going on around you. But even then, getting getting the sources right is, is really tricky. Um, so, for example, I'm a dentist um, and there is dental news reported in, in the press fairly frequently. Yeah. Without any exception, in every single piece of media reported news about dentistry there are a number of factual errors absolute basic factual errors in reporting and i've got friends that are doctors and they will say the same thing about medicine and i've got friends that are lawyers and teachers and bankers so where do you go to get good information because you trust your left wing white right wing theoretically independent paper but if they're making factual errors on every single piece that they report where do you go so you can see how donald trump has got some kind of momentum behind him because he's saying well these this the mainstream media are lying to you i don't know yeah yeah i know i there's there's something to that that obviously very easily resonates and clicks with people and especially people who are already you know i, I don't i mean i'm gonna say the word skeptical but it not not in the sense that we yeah yeah, yeah. but like they are they consider themselves skeptical of everything right mm, and questioning mm. everything question questioning, everything yeah 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 and yeah that- so so i think that's that's where someone like donald trump was able to really get momentum absolutely and now he's he's putting people in place that are going to carry on that um false skepticism shall we say you know i mean i said on our last podcast recording that i was fairly you know i was fairly relaxed about trump but i've got past that denial stage now and i think i think having having looked at the sort of things that the the climate skeptics have been tweeting out from the the actual official accounts um it's just worrying it's it's it is it's it's very worrying mm. and and so I think that it's it's like we have to obviously talk amongst ourselves like the people who have common interests and figure out how, like here especially like how to sort of mobilize the I don't know the intelligent discussion forward but also we have to, we have to be aware of what kind of the other side of things is passing out there as real information mm. too yeah, very so. Much so. We can't we can't just be in the bubble of only like following our our own friends on Twitter. It's like so, like sometimes like you have to follow accounts that you don't agree with. Yeah, absolutely. I think because uh, you have to know what else, what other information is being put out there. It's difficult like where other people are getting their worldviews from. It's difficult with things like Facebook though, because on Facebook in particular, they tailor make your news feed to show you things that <laughs> you want to yeah. th- agree with yes. so uh, you know they and um, as more and more people now are getting their news directly from sources like facebook it's um yeah, there are going to be issues in the future i think yeah it's it it is definitely like 
strange times. I think in, in so interesting many times. Ways, yeah, yeah. In, and interesting, interesting times. times. And oh, you you just gave me another segue, Sean. Thank just you. said interesting. So <laughs> thank you. So no, really. Th- okay. So this this is another topic that I feel like you had you had mentioned to me in sort of in passing in conversation before your mm. your idea and and then this i i will i'll give a little credit to uh to alex for actually reminding me to talk to you about this that ev- that the idea that everything is interesting and i i like this idea and i so, would like you to talk about it so this hopefully eventually when i actually get some time and um, this will become a a last tuesday project offshoot um i have this idea that when you get down to the minute detail of things everything is interesting um yes i have a i have a friend who works for uh, a power company strangely enough and um we were talking for half an hour um a few months ago on the in about the insides of cooling towers for power stations uh-huh. because it was fascinating yeah. and and he he obviously he sees this sort of thing inside out day in day out for him it's routine and really fucking dull but for someone um looking from the outside in having no idea of what these kind of things are it is fascinating and i think you could probably apply that to pretty much every facet of life um because each of us knows quite a lot or theoretically quite a lot about what we do and the further down you get in your knowledge the deeper down you you get the less you know about other things i know quite a bit about teeth but i am really well aware that i know virtually nothing about anything else but and yeah but then there's all the all these other people who each have their own thing or thing yeah yeah absolutely they know about that they're passionate about i mean i I don't, I think you, maybe you listened to it, but I, I did um, an episode of Buck Mulligan's uh, podcast. Yes, it's called, yeah. it's called things that I find interesting. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, and I love that as a concept because like when he invited me on, he just said, give me three things that you find interesting. And like, and we talked about it and I've, you know, listening to all of his episodes, like every person he has on, it's like everyone has these three different things mm. that are kind of unique to them in that they they find interesting and have passion about and when you listen to somebody talk about something that they find interesting you can't help but be sort of captivated by it it's it's almost addictive isn't it i think it it is hearing anyone speak passionately is is in itself interesting um but but when they are knowledgeable about a subject as well it just you 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 can't turn away because if they're if they're speaking well about a subject they have a, a good depth of knowledge about, whether you know nothing about it or not. When I went to see um, my first QED, uh, the their sort of headline speaker was Lawrence Krauss. He just yeah. released um, a universe from nothing. I think it's called. Oh yes, yeah. And we sat. Everyone sat there in stony silence because it was so over everyone's head. But it yeah. was amazing because he was so passionate about this theoretical physics that he was doing. He made this really quite abstract, difficult talk absolutely fascinating. Um, and 
I I think everyone could do that. Everyone could have something that they could talk about in that much detail. Well, and, and isn't that like empowering for people too to sort of be told there you have something that you're passionate about that matters too. Yeah, absolutely. And that you you have to to bring to the world. And I mean, I think that that I mean the hallmark of just really good communication is believing what you're saying and mm. being able to just deliver it with, you know, just some love behind it too, I guess, okay. and interest and, and, and knowledge, but it's the, it's kind of the confluence of all of those things that matters. Of course, that could apply to the homeopaths and the chiropractors as well, but we'll, we'll I skim know. over that. <laughs> I know, I know. But so, but then, then that goes back to knowing how to spot bullshit. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, because yeah, and actually those people, because they believe things, they, you know, just like, hey, they're experts in, <laughs> in some weird little right, you know, like they've they've done they've done that shit for ten thousand plus hours. And um but they they have the passion and they have this weird, you know, interest and knowledge in things, and then it's up to everyone else to have critical thinking skills. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. life life is very complicated. We have to have many, many things. <laughs> life is very that, complicated. That make us be successful people. <laughs> um, but so I, I do I kind of want to end on something that has nothing really to do with objectivity or okay. or real truth, because this is something that that we that we share a, a pretty big mm-hmm. interest mm-hmm. in. And just something that I, I like to know about my friends. And I know you listen to me and Buck talk. Yes. Um, about... about some terrible music. Oh, well, good hey, God. Okay, listen. listen. <laughs> <laughs> I, I what, had to moan at Buck. What, I had to moan at Buck about it? his Snow Patrol obsession. That was really weird. Well, but, okay, but listen, though. But didn't... <laughs> but it it was a good story. I don't know. Yeah, I, no, yeah, I, I will, I will go with that. Story. I will go with that. But yeah, we... We could we could judge the music all we want, but but that but that's the thing with music. It's like I I don't think that there are that there's anything really that's that could be called like a guilty pleasure. It's like if you like something, you like something. I think you're absolutely right. Um, right. Yeah. And I think I don't think I always would have agreed with myself saying that, but like 33 year old me is different than like 19. Oh yeah, absolutely. But but when you, you've got that when you've got that uh, you're burdened with that knowledge of being a teen teenager when you know everything um and you know that what you're doing is the best thing in the world oh and, yeah you know that's so fucking cool oh yeah absolutely like, yeah, yeah. A- achingly cool um <laughs> I, I was achingly cool especially with my music taste obviously yeah yeah well i went yeah, to, yeah when i was when i was going to university i was i was still in that achingly cool music phase and everyone else that uh, i went to university with was was coming from a, a very strict public school background and I um I ended up moving in with a, a, a one of my housemates was a, a very, very and I mean really posh guy, went to a very high class um public school in, in the south of England. Um and he was studying medicine and we sort of got chatting on music because I was very passionate about music. I was very, I had my guitar with me all times, you know. <laughs> oh, you were that guy. Um, I, I was that I was the guy who played guitars at parties. I was just the oh, worst. Yeah. Just the worst person. Oh man. Um the early days of hipster oh, too. Jeez. And um so oh, Simon, what, what music do you like? Well, I'm I'm quite partial to a bit of ZZ Top. And he just what <laughs> yeah. Well, no, just go away. <laughs> um, 
sorry, you, you're going you're gonna to ask me a question there. Yeah, yeah. No, so, but really though, like guilty pleasures, I think as now as like, you know, grownups, mm. it, 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 you, like, you like what you like. There's a different like moment in time for different things. Very much so. But all right. So, so a couple questions. Go. Smiths or Pulp? Smiths, obviously. Jeez. You know, you know, I don't even, why you even asked me that question? For God's sake. Why did you even ask me that? Because I had, I guess I had to. (laughs) Because I had to. Um, All right. What, what is your favorite album of all time? Okay. So I've, I've been thinking about this since you put it on the, the pre-episode list. And I don't think that if you love music, you can have a favorite album. And that's a bit copy out, isn't it? No, no, I no, I think I agree with you. Because I, I have, I have a favorite Smiths album. I have a favorite Suede album. Metall- a favorite Metallica album. I've got a favorite um, Bowie album. Um, but I don't think I've got a favorite album at all. Yeah, you know, I that I that's very interesting that you say that because after I did the episode with Buck mm. and you know and I had I had picked obviously a favorite album for that uh, for that episode and I picked the Uyghur Thans. Um, mm. Just a couple of days after, I was listening to um, Tallahassee by the Mountain Goats, mm-hmm. and as I was listening to it, I was like, "Oh, I might have picked the wrong yeah, album." Yeah, exactly, and it, and it just changes constantly. Yeah. It, it changes constantly, and then I have then I have a running list of albums that are great from start to finish. Like yes. I call those like the best complete albums. Uh-huh, like uh-huh. you know, like I like I put like Neutral Milk Hotel yeah, on, yeah, on yeah. there because um, that that's a complete album. Mm-hmm. Or like Beach Boys, Pet Sounds. Mm. Um, uh, like you know what I like Oasis. What's the story? Morning Glory. From really, start to I, I, de- I do. I think I always think of that as as. Half a good album. Oh, see, I I like it from the beginning all the way to Champagne Supernova. Yeah, I do, I yeah. do, and I I I confirmed that recently because I listened to it in like in the car in its entirety driving up to Connecticut. But but yeah, like I I think that I agree that it's that favorite album is is maybe not a real thing. I, if you if you if you like, if you, I mean if you if you like a certain band then and you have you play that album's death then fine no problem at all i can but yeah. if you just like music and i i also think that there is good music to be had in every genre you yeah. know oh absolutely uh, yeah you know just because i mean i was brought up on Britpop and indie and my dad used to listen to status quo and queen when i was young and yeah. um and you can look back and you can think well, actually throughout all of that there is good music in everything and yes. just because i was brought up on guitar music doesn't mean that i now just solely listen to that i will listen yeah. to a, a, a huge range of music as much as i can as much as i yeah, can have the time to and i and i think there's still something that's just so amazing about finding something new yes like, definitely i mean and that that for me like recently i was introduced to Frank Turner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. And and I I had I had never like you know and I had never heard anything by him before, yeah. and you know and like and it's it's cool when you have when you find music that kind of makes you feel feels that mm-hmm. kind of thing, yeah. and, you know. And so to listen, I was like, oh, like for whatever reason, this is perfect right now in this moment. Mm. And that, I mean, that's what that's what music is. Is like 
if you really love it, it's that connection in the moment. It's, I know I feel like we're having like a high fidelity conversation. Yeah. The, the, the other thing that I think has become easier now is going back to that music that you'd forgotten about. So yeah. uh, there used to be certain things that I used to listen to over and over again when I was at university that I have completely forgotten about. I completely forgotten about. But then, for some reason, it comes up on Spotify, or something reminds you of it, and you think, I haven't heard that song in 20 years. Well, that, for me, probably not for you. But, and you put it on, and the the feels then that you get are are just on a completely different level. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like it's reconnecting like with an old friend. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And so, yeah, and you just you just go back, and it's and it's amazing. And so, so that's why I like I've I've had conversations with people where you know it's like what's what's your like sacred cow, whatever. What's the thing that like you know you you can't necessarily describe on like an objective level, or you kind of believe it in a way that's, that's mm. sort of weird. I mean, like it's music, really, yeah, yeah. in a sense. It's like there's there's no right or wrong with it. You feel things how you feel them in the moment, and and it's just cool. So so yeah, I, I even though I know this is like science and skepticism, whatever podcast. I mean, we well we do all kinds of shit, but I, I wanted to make sure to talk to you about this because oh, I could talk, I could talk music for hours. You know me. I I know, I know. Like there, there needs to just be some some kind of um, this podcast plus last Tuesday people talking yeah, yeah. about music for for hours. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that may be just a never ending thing. <laughs> never, it would never end. But since I guess all good things need to end, well, or to be continued, actually, I think yeah, it's probably more yes. Life. Um, let please let everybody that's listening know uh, where they could find you and the last Tuesday project, like out on the internet. So the, the easiest place to find me is probably on Twitter. I am at the whole tooth um but someone's already got that so i had to put zeros in for the the o's in tooth which is really annoying so if anyone knows it's, su- it's such a good twitter uh, yeah it's, oh, it's anyway. um and um last tuesday project we're on facebook instagram twitter uh, at last tuesday proj on most of them uh, we're quite chatty talk to us yeah. we uh we're, we're nice really um, they're, they're apart really, from david really david's nice. david's an idiot don't talk to david talk to just, us yeah well losers yeah but yeah <laughs> but we that, that's all right you know <laughs> but but we'll have we'll have links to everything in the in the show notes and uh people who listen to the show have probably already heard me mention your podcast and we'll continue to mention it because we really like you guys well, thank you very so, much um, yeah, so you're you're the first victim of the last Tuesday project to be on this show. I will so. I will warn and them um, and give them more, tips on how to fight off your uh, in-depth questioning. It's it's really bad. So just just tell them it's going to be terrible, <laughs> and they can brace themselves for for just how bad. I'll it set is. them up for a fall. Yeah. Oh, totally. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. And uh, we'll we'll do this again sometime. Absolutely, definitely. we love the internet is because of the facebook page shitpostbot5000 nice i mean the name just kind of says it all doesn't it like what so what is this really is this just a like a meme page or it's is there more well, to it? the thing yeah and there's there's also shitpostbot 
Facebook.com because, of course, and I didn't realize this before, uh, even before we actually looked at it tonight, I thought it was just random shit posts uh, because, I mean, there, I, there, I feel like there's a lot of value in that. Um, <laughs> scrolling through these and trying to explain what, what the hell this thing is. So from what I can, from what I gathered here, what they do is uh, this person's made this website and you can, as a user, you make an account, you can submit like a blank meme template, just like just the meme text itself, no actual picture on it, just text. Uh, like the most recent one they have here is, hey, atheists, if God doesn't exist, then explain this. And then it's just blank. And then what they do is he's got it or she's got it set up. So it just randomly mashes up a picture with that. So it is it is literal shit posts. It's just, just random. Uh, and, and like the one we're looking at, the most recent one, if God doesn't exist, then explain this. And it has the uh, gas station. His name's uh, Apu, cl- right? Apu. Yeah. yeah I couldn't. I, I thought yeah. I was, I was, I wanted to say Abu. And then I was like, no, if I say that, then they're going to be like, you don't know Simpson. Well, I guess no, I no, I think, I think I'm right. And he's holding a magazine that just says giant asses. So gigantic asses and, and with a gigantic smile. And asses. there's also there's there's I think I feel like they're doing like a shout out to Pokemon there. Those are Pokeballs in the background, if I'm not mistaken. Are they? The purple and purple and green. They look like oh. Pokeballs. Oh, kind of. Yeah, maybe. I don't, I don't know Pokemon. about that. <laughs> but you can go they on each one. It's uh, they it, they say they post every half hour. And they have a link to each one, so you can go even on the web their website itself and make your own random, <laughs> random shit post. Like because that's what everyone flat. wants to do. Okay, then explain this, and it's crying Batman. <laughs> I just so it's just what? it's just stuff that makes like not really any sense, but what on the internet really makes sense now. So it's perfect. Right. It's perfect. Well, okay. See, I I like the one that is like a messenger conversation, and it's a picture of a um, it looks like a crash test dummy wearing a stethoscope or something, maybe around his neck. I don't know, but underneath it says "sorry, wrong person," and then the other the per- other person says, "What kind of conversations are you having?" And I kind of feel like that's a mistake that I could make is just send somebody something weird accidentally and get that kind of response it's like <laughs> what the fuck do you talk about with other people and why do you have these pictures on your phone that's my life <laughs> right <laughs> and on that positive notes uh thank you for listening to this week's episode of the science enthusiast podcast if you enjoyed listening please consider checking out our patreon at patreon.com slash tse podcast you get access to premium content such as extended interviews early episode access outtakes and things like that we're going to be putting up a interview that we just recorded tonight uh with cara santa maria that's going to be on there by the time this airs and we know that not everybody can contribute that's totally okay just tell your friends about us but if you could just like james alice michael 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 chris sarah janet amanda astro andrew jeff susan and trevor have done we would be incredibly grateful you can also check out the podcast page on facebook on twitter email us at podcast at a science enthusiast.com find our full archive and there's a fucking car 
like tank driving outside my window right now apparently follow natalie's page skeptical parenting or myself as a science enthusiast natalie would you be so kind as to gently slap us with a quote you're an interesting species an interesting mix you're capable of such beautiful dreams and such horrible nightmares you feel so lost so cut off so alone only you're not see in all our searching the only thing we've found that makes the emptiness bearable is each other. And um, I'm pretty sure that's a repeat quote, but today, um, December 20th, when we're recording, it is the anniversary of Carl Sagan's death. So he was on my mind. So I went with a Sagan quote. Um, And so as we're kind of wrapping up this episode, um, something that I've probably also said along these lines on this show at some time, but um, I think kind of bears repeating as we reach the end of this year and find ourselves in this holiday season is that sometimes like the world especially I guess in 2016 kind of feels like it's on fire you know figuratively and I know we've kind of all had moments of feeling like that this year um and now that's that idea has been on my mind and this is going to seem really fucking bizarre for this like very much atheist person saying um there's this bible quote from um, thessalonians that feels really appropriate right now um it said examine everything carefully hold fast to that which is good so in this moment like and i know this is this is really bizarre coming from me my hope for everyone listening is that this year has you know in addition to the dumpster fireness has brought you moments that you'll carry that you'll remember as happy um You'll hold on to the good, carry that forward, so we can all kind of work together to try to extinguish the the dumpster fire-like qualities that came from this year. So I don't know, was feeling a little, little, little sentimental. I think today, reading Sagan quotes and and thinking about you know where we are in the year. And um, yeah, and so uh, on that note, we'll be back next week with um, a discussion about cannibalism with James Williams and Buck Mulligan. So. There's a segue for you. And um oh and Dan, we're we're gonna we're gonna do a little year in review too. So uh you know just, have, I have to keep it what? weird. I know. I know. We were so well and I was gonna I was gonna do so well about not like fucking up your your like touchy feely. I know. Little I, but thing. I but see I figured I was, like I wasn't gonna say a damn word. I, I in fact I was gonna say it wasn't all bad. We we started our show I know. this year or I know year. We I think we met or I don't know when we met. We did. Well, we met in 2016. Like our, we go. our friendship began in 2016, and um, yeah, and that sets kind of kind of kind of set the set the tone for the year. I feel like because we met early on I, in the year. Me too, and I I feel like <laughs> what what you're laughing, but you're being no. Nice. I said no. I said our, our it set the tone for the year. Our like our our oh. friendship year. <laughs> Yes, our friendship here. And uh, no, so so really, like, it, it wasn't all bad. And I would say that the past, I don't know how long we've been doing the show, like six months or so, maybe a little longer. Like yeah, this, is episode, this is episode 30. Yeah, I mean, it's, I feel like for me personally, like, this has just been a really cool time in my life in terms of, you know, doing interesting things and meeting interesting people. And, um, and yeah, I, I think, I think strangely, even with all the, the shit that is happening in the world, I've, I've been personally feeling really grateful for the things that, that it's all kind of brought my way. So, uh, so yeah, um, 
thank you to everybody who listens to us talk about random shit and uh you know thank you guys it's awesome to get to do this absolutely See, like we were, we were nice today. Yeah, no, I, I was. And I didn't talk yeah. about. No, no, it was that was good. Like, yeah, I have feelings sometimes. Uh, I well, see, I the way I avoid that is I just bury them deep down and just <laughs> just ignore them. So I mean, it takes care of itself most of the time. Yeah, you know, whatever whatever works for you. Um, I, I, I support it. That's healthy, right? Right? It, t- okay. Totally. Right? Totally. Tonight's yeah, episode hate, of the Science... <sighs> Sorry! That's why we can't have nice things. I know. Tonight's episode... Oh my... <laughs> Jesus. Isn't real. Oh, just don't say anything that, like, that David would say at a podcast and we'll be okay. So. Oh, oh. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so, oh well, you don't want to know what we have to edit. <laughs> no, I, 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 think I, I think I know what you guys have to edit. So we're, let's, let's not be David James on the podcast. I think, <laughs> just in life, let's not be David James in life. Let's, Jeez. Let's, yeah, let's just not. <laughs> That's the takeaway from for, this whole For the sanity of the whole world, let's not be David James. Let's not be David James. <laughs> but I can say that. He was one of my best men at my wedding. Yeah, yeah, so you, you can say that. The music you heard tonight was written and performed by Adam Johnson and was used with his permission. You can contact Adam at adamjohnsondc at gmail.com. This podcast is property of Not Narrow or Straight LLC, all rights reserved.